The Blackwater Estuary on the coast of Essex. A place where land meets sea and human and natural processes interact. The estuary forms an environment of diverse habitats and species and is an area used in a variety of ways. It's a flatland of marshes, creeks and mudflats used for fishing, farming and recreation. But it's the relationship between the sea and the land that is fundamental. A relationship that may at first seem predictable until nature unleashes a freak event which can upset the whole balance. By looking more closely at this relationship, we can begin to understand the themes of change, contest and response that enable us to explore the environment. The first of these, the theme of change, emphasises the dynamic relationship between land and sea over time. When we're talking about change, if we look at just the last hundred years, the last two generations of, of people, they, they would have seen first of all a salt marsh out here and not sea, and then the salt marsh washed away and it became a mudflat, and then the mudflat went and it became a beach. So these changes are taking place all the time and change is the order of the day, change is what coasts are about. When people look at a coastline like this, they think that it's always been the same, that this is static. In actual fact, only 10,000 years ago, a microsecond of geological time, this was part of a freshwater system of the Thames. The Thames came sweeping right the way up here. And if we go forward in time from then, from those big changes at the end of the last ice age, if we went out there now, and we went out a mile on that mud, when the tide goes down, you can go a mile out, you'll come across 4,000-year-old oak forests when it was dry land. 400 years ago, this bit of, of sea, which is right by the beach, had sheep grazing on it. Then we come to the 14th century, the mini ice age came. Sea level had stopped rising or was static. And that's when all the sea walls went in. And it's during that period that man realised the importance of using his coast, particularly for agricultural gain. At the mouth of the Blackwater, is the 7th century Saxon chapel of St Peter, itself on the site of a Roman fort. Here, Kevin Bruce describes the impact of humans on the local landscape. The most significant factor in this has been human changes. It's been the desire of man to reclaim natural salt marsh um, for agricultural purposes. So the landscape we have here is very much a man-made landscape. The farmers found it beneficial to reclaim the land here because previous to them building any seawalls at all, twice a day the saltings would have been flooded by the tides. They found these saltings extremely good for pasturing sheep. And Doomsday Book records that hundreds of sheep were kept on the Essex marshes all around um, the Essex coast. And from the Middle Ages, right up to the 19th century, more and more land was being recovered from the sea. It's been a constant process. What these farmers discovered on building a new sea wall, then they changed the tidal patterns. The sea was beginning to slow down and enable deposition to take place further out on the saltings. And it's actually recorded in many of the documents that the farmers reckon that within five or 10 years of building a sea wall, there would be new fresh saltings them to enclose 
And so bit by bit, they must have pushed out the level of the saltings. Um, and when they found it convenient, they would enclose them to produce new land. You can actually see from the maps how far the saltings uh, extended. But once the sea level began to rise, the situation changed again. And as time went on, and, and the ice age, the mini ice age ended in about 1860, and so this coastline here, which would have been then salt marshes by now because the seas come up a bit, and, and there was no beach here then. In fact, this beach, even in the 1930s, was a little tiny narrow strip. And as the mud is washed away, so the coarse material gets washed ashore and forms these beaches, and, and, and then behind us we get these kind of rebeds forming. And you have to bear in mind that in between the, the reed bed there, and you have trees behind it and houses on the top, that cliff was a sea cliff in Saxon times. So sea level is always going up and down since the end of the last ice age, but with a steady and, and consistent trend upwards, and you can't stop that. With rising sea level, important habitats become vulnerable and livelihoods may be threatened. This raises questions of what should be protected and what values are important in choosing what we do about the environment. Behind me now is the, this big peninsula that stretches out here is the Old Hall Bird Reserve. It's owned by the RSPB. Um, the seawall went up in about 1620, and uh, it had been a huge area of salt marsh. Now, around that bird reserve now is a seawall which stretches for 10 kilometres. Now, to hang on to that seawall, that seawall is under serious threat. The salt marshes are washing away, and as such, we've got to decide as a society, what do we do? We can improve that seawall, but we're going to have to spend probably the best part of, say, five million pounds every 20 years, that's going to go up in, in, as time goes on and sea level rises. If society wants those big areas, those big freshwater areas for birds to nest in, which society probably does, it's protected by European law, then we've got to try and manage that. And there are clearly some habitats, such as these grazing marshes, which are highly valued by society and consequently heavily protected. Chris Tyus of the Royal Society for the Protection of Birds. Old Hall Marsh is internationally important for its bird populations. It's been designated as an SPA, a special protection area, under the EC Birds Directive. And probably the most important species we've got here and along the Essex coast is the Brent Goose. It's a fascinating migration that the Brent Geese have got. They breed up in Siberia, the Tamar Peninsula of Siberia, and then they come down to the southeast of England to, to winter. So they're traveling a long, long distance. And the reason they're coming here is because we've got lots of relatively undisturbed estuaries with good feeding within the estuary and also behind the sea walls as well. Old Hall marshes have been here for about 400 years. They were claimed from salt marsh. And since then, what we've got that's developed behind the seawall is a superb coastal grazing marsh. So it's a mosaic of old salt marsh creeks and uh, lots of different types of grass and half a million anthills, a really amazing topography and never been ploughed, never been fertilised. So it's just a very unique habitat. There aren't many things that are unique, but I think this one is. 
It's important as, a, as an example of coastal grazing marsh and all the different biodiversity that that's got. It's not just the birds. I mean, there are some lots and lots of important birds here, but there are also a whole range of different invertebrates and different plants, all of which are severely threatened by sea level rise and also in, in the past by loss to agriculture. As sea level rises, it will be impossible to protect the whole coastline. The values placed on different environments are contested and conflicts may result between different uses.